Hi, and welcome to the Essential Tennis Podcast, your place for free, expert tennis instruction that can truly help you improve your game. Welcome to episode number 362 of the Essential Tennis Podcast. Today we'll be talking about the two things needed for improvement, and really specifically, the only two things you need. And this stems from me beginning to work on my own tennis game again. And recently I published a video, if, if you don't follow us on YouTube or on Facebook, or maybe you just happen to miss a video with you know, how much is going on and how wide everybody's uh, attention is spread these days, I published a video recently called My Crappy Backhand Revisited. I actually did a video about this about a year and a half ago. And with Kevin and Megan having left, and now I'm the only coach here at Essential Tennis that's that's here full-time making content and, and doing coaching, I wanted to shift gears a little bit and start working on my own skills. So I spent an hour the other day while we were recording me, and I worked on my own technique. My backhand ground stroke is my, my biggest weakness by far. And I made a lot of good progress in that hour. So if you want to see exactly what I did and how I did it and how I made progress, you can go to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash essential tennis, or the Facebook page, facebook.com slash essential tennis, and just look for that video called uh, My my Crappy Backhand. So I've been reflecting on that process, the process of if it's just me, And I want to improve my game. What do I really need? You know, what are the core essentials that are required in order to make some kind of positive progress? And it's it's just becoming apparent to me and I'm realizing the importance of really two things specifically. And here's a list of things that you don't need, by the way, to improve. They can be helpful, but you don't need them. You don't need a coach right there next to you. You don't need a ball machine. You don't need a partner to hit with. And you don't even need a tennis court. You don't need any of those things to transform any part of your tennis game. Now, you can improve with those things. Just to be really clear, I'm I'm not saying those things are bad or that they can't be helpful. They can be really, really valuable. But they aren't required. And that's that's really good news for many of you listening, especially amidst the craziness of what's going on in in mid-2020. It's it's June 2020 right now as I'm recording this. And so there's a lot of restrictions on getting together with people and working with a coach and and just even going outside. There's still a lot of restrictions on local tennis courts. So the things I'm going to be focusing on and the principles I'm about to talk about are universal. It doesn't matter if there's a crazy pandemic going on or not. You don't need a coach or a ball machine or a partner or even a tennis court in order to Im- improve your skills. You only need these two things, the following two things for me as I work on my own game by myself and I kind of reflect on the process. There's really only two things. The first is a tripod. That will either hold your phone, or in my case, I like to use an iPad. If you don't have a tablet, that's totally fine. 
It doesn't matter if you have an iPhone or an Android phone or anything. If you have a smartphone that was made in the last five years, which is very likely for everybody listening, then you have the technology you need. And I'll talk about why it's important in a moment. And the, the only other thing you need is a can of tennis balls. That's it. If you have a, a tripod to hold your tablet or hold your phone for you, and you have a can of tennis balls, those are really the only core things that you need to improve your skills and improve any of your skills. Again, it's not to say a ball machine wouldn't be nice or that a partner couldn't be helpful or that a coach couldn't be helpful, they, of course, or that a tennis court, of course, would be great to have your own tennis court to go to and practice anytime you want. But many times we're restricted for whatever reason, and we don't have access to those things. We don't have, necessarily have a coach in our area that we can afford or that provides the, the right kind of service or coaching. We don't have a ball machine because of finances or there's just not one available in our area. We can't find a partner who wants to drill with us, that, that actually wants to do focused repetitions. All you can find is people that want to play matches. Or maybe in times like this, you don't have a tennis court. Or maybe it's the indoor season. Maybe you live in an area that doesn't have indoor courts. There's bad weather during the winter or whatever it is. And so you don't have access to a court. So what are, why are those two things critical? Well, and by the way, don't take for granted the tennis ball. It's, it might not be what you're thinking. The tripod, what that does in holding your phone is it provides verification, it creates a connection between what it feels like for you and what reality actually is. In my experience, decades of experience now working with amateur athletes and working on my own strokes, I know that there's a tremendous gap between feel and real. Just because you feel like your racket face is closed on your take back of your forehand doesn't mean that it's really happening. And the only way to know for sure is to find some kind of objective, verifiable, third-party way to be able to actually look at what's really happening. As long as you rely on feel, there will be things hidden from you, and you won't know what you don't know. And video is the only way to know for sure what's really happening. It's the only way to confirm that you are moving in the right direction. Without video, and even with all those other things, if you have a coach, if you have a ball machine, if you have a training partner, and you have your own tennis court, but you don't use video, you may move in the wrong direction. You might. Now, all four of those things make it hopefully more likely that you move in the right direction. But without video, you do not know for sure. And I'm, tell, I'm making that statement as a career tennis professional who's my, my, my whole life has been dedicated to helping players improve. And I'm telling you that from my perspective, as being somebody with that kind, having that kind of experience and amount of, of knowledge and, and you know, focus, and I've dedicated my whole career to that pursuit, I don't know if my student is truly moving in the right direction or in the right direction to the degree I think they are unless I use video. And so if you are an amateur player 
who is trying to guide yourself, which many of you are who listen to this show, please do not fall for the trap of assuming. Please do not rely on what it feels like because you very well may move down the wrong path for months or years or decades without even knowing it and just assuming you're doing things that you're not actually doing. I I see it every single time I work with a student. They thought they were doing one thing, but the reality was something completely different. So the reason why the tripod is a non-negotiable and a coach and a ball machine, a partner and a tennis court, those are negotiable. For me, a tripod is not negotiable because without it, I, I suppose you could whatever, prop up you know, the phone against your racket bag or you know, a water bottle or something like, okay. Like, but for me, being able to just put it there, leave it, push record and just go do my thing and then come back and check it, that is priceless and that is not negotiable. Both as a player who I'm trying to improve my own skills and as a coach who works hard to improve the skills of other people. So that's why the tripod is a non-negotiable. And now the tennis balls, it's, you're, when you heard me say tennis balls, you probably said to yourself, well, yeah, duh, like I can't practice tennis without tennis balls. Like, why don't you just say racket? Like you, you need a racket. Well, it's, it's probably not what you think. The, the tennis balls provide the habit trigger for you to work against. What I mean by that is you can practice strokes without a ball by doing shadow swings. And that that can be really, really valuable. And if you've been following me for a while, you know that I do a lot of shadow swings. And when you watch me work in my own backhand in that video, you'll see I did a bunch of shadow swings. But what the ball does, even if you're not hitting it, and even if you're not trying to hit it over the net or into the court, even if you're not on a tennis court, what the ball does is it triggers your subconscious to recruit whatever your current habit is a.k.a. the movement that you do without thinking about that you want to change. Your ability as a tennis player is predicated on your habits. You cannot be a better tennis player than you are right now without changing your habits. Because when you play tennis, you just react. You cannot control, you cannot slow down time and micromanage all of your movements and all the positions and all, give yourself all the reminders you need to to hit the perfect shot to the perfect place. You have about a second to move your feet, get in the right spot, make your swing, and during that time, all you can do is rely on what is a habit. And so if when you're training, you have a way of systematically bringing that habit out in a way that you can actually be mindful of, now you can really make positive progress. If the habit gets recruited, if the habit gets triggered, and you can't, you, things are moving so fast and there's so much challenge and you're, you're moving around so much that you can't be mindful of it, then what chance do you have of actually changing it? You'll just keep reinforcing that same habit again and again and again. And so you stay stuck. You stay at the same level when you can't be mindful about what your current habit is. So when you watch me work on my own backhand in that video, what you're going to see is four different kind of core themes or progressions. You're going to see me doing shadow swings while I watch myself. And so I'm actually pausing and looking 
and confirming the positions that I go to. And then after that, you'll see me do shadow swings where I don't look and I try to do the new thing, the better thing than what my habit is without actually watching myself to make sure I'm doing it right. And what's funny is that when I review myself doing shadow swings without looking, I actually go too far. (laughs) I exaggerate because I'm concentrating so hard on doing the new things that I actually go too far. And when when I'm not able to watch every single move, when I don't take the time to pause and look at myself, I actually go too far in the right direction. Then when I add the ball, but I don't hit it, when I toss the ball out in front of myself and I make a shadow swing, but I don't hit the ball, my execution, you'll see in the video, is basically perfect. Like It's exactly what I want to do in real life when I hit the ball. It's the exact positions that I want to be able to do. And so I kind of take a step back when the ball is there, even when I'm not hitting it. And it's because that ball, when it's just bouncing there in front of me, triggers that habit. So I, I know, my old habit. So I no longer exaggerate. Now I kind of gravitate back towards my old habit and the exaggeration becomes exactly what I want. And then finally, the fourth thing I do is I toss and I actually hit the ball after it bounces. And in those, you'll see that the the gravity, the pull back towards my old habit is really strong. And so I end up kind of meeting in the middle, halfway between my old habit, the one I'm trying to change, and the perfect one that I did when when the ball was there, but I did not hit it. And so what can I do? With all four of those different moves, shadow swings while looking, shadow swings without looking, fake tosses, where I toss the ball, but I don't hit it, and then toss and hit, where I just drop the ball and I hit it. I don't need a coach to do those. I don't need somebody watching me. Even if I was an amateur, you know, if I wasn't a professional coach, if I was an amateur player, I could, I could still do that without needing a coach next to me. I don't need a ball machine to do, to do those things. I don't need a partner to do those things. And I don't even need a tennis court to do those things. But by doing those things, I am purposefully, consciously, and systematically bringing in my old habit while focusing on the new thing that I'd like to do instead. And I am doing... I am making progress in the right direction. I'm taking steps towards overriding my old bad habit with the new and improved one without any of those things that most tennis players think that they need. And this is such a powerful thing. Hopefully, if you've made it to this point, you're still listening to me. Hopefully, there's just a big explosion in your brain because it's a really powerful thing to be able to do those steps not, not need any of the things that most players think they need to improve their tennis game and make real meaningful progress in the right direction. Now, I could have had a partner. I could have had a coach watching me and helping me. I could have used a ball machine, although I, you know, in that video, you'll see I had a ball machine, an incredible ball machine that I didn't even use because I could tell that it wouldn't have even done me any good. I I was making really strong progress just tossing a ball to myself. I was making steps in the right direction without needing the additional challenge of the ball machine firing a ball at me. 
And so I worked for an hour on my backhand and I made progress without any of those four things. I didn't even need a tennis court. I could have been doing this in my driveway or in my backyard or on the sidewalk or wherever in my basement. I could have been doing those same things in any of those places and made progress. And so hopefully this episode gives you ideas. It gives you inspiration and perspective on how you can train yourself and make progress without needing any of those things that all of your peers assume that they need in order to develop their tennis skills. For more free game-improving instruction, be sure to check out EssentialTennis.com, where you'll find hundreds of video, audio, and written lessons. Also, be sure to subscribe to Essential Tennis on iTunes and YouTube, where we are the number one resource in the world, providing passionate instruction for passionate tennis players. Thank you so much for listening today. Take care, and good luck with your tennis.